Fauci gets slammed for administering cruel tests on puppies. Bill Maher defends Dave Chappelle, and the ADL has a new list of rules for Halloween costumes. I'm William Hall, and this is The William Hall Show. This episode of The William Hall Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Jerky Company. What better gift can you give somebody than high-quality beef jerky that supports their right to bear arms? Listen, I know we all have a grumpy old man or someone else that already has everything that they need, but I promise you that there's going to be something that you're going to need to get them for Christmas or for a birthday or anything else like that. So why not give them a gift that they will actually enjoy? Delicious, tender beef jerky that fights the gun-grabbing leftists. Go to 2ajerky.com to support the second. Again, that's 2ajerky.com to support the second. One of the biggest issues that has come out of the coronavirus is really the research that we've been able to do on how things are being funded by the United States, specifically by the National Institute of Health, by these other organizations, these Fed companies that are basically funding different types of research on different viruses, on many other things. We know that they were funneling money to the Wuhan lab. There's so much information that we found out about, and a lot of this is all tied to Fauci, the organizations that he was a part of and in charge of in many situations. And one of the things we're actually seeing right now is that people are beginning to become way more aware of this, and I think this is a good thing. So one of the big takeaways of all of this is that on Twitter, the hashtag arrest Fauci has been trending. So this started Sunday afternoon has been trending pretty much ever since that, uh, since then about arresting Fauci. So what are we talking about here? I mean, this isn't just some um, random happenstance where we're saying, oh, he must, he needs to be arrested because we just don't like him. That's not what's happening. What they're talking about specifically is the absolutely ridiculous tests that they were doing on animals. So I actually reported on this a while back, but for those that don't remember, this was the the testing on the puppies where they were infecting them with different diseases, just really cruel behavior that's going on here. So all of this information, by the way, was obtained by the Freedom of Information Act, uh, which was uh, at a request of this uh, taxpayer watch, watchdog group. So the actual research was showing that in October 2018, And this was from then all the way through several months to February 2019, so about four months. The uh, NIAID spent $1.68 million in taxpayer funds to drug tests involving uh, 44 Beagle puppies. The dogs were all between six and eight months old. Uh, The the tests were involved in uh, injecting them, force-feeding the puppies, an experimental drug for several weeks before killing them and then dissecting them. Now, during all of this, there was uh, there was like reports of the dogs uh, screaming and and crying out in pain, uh, just really evil stuff that was going on. Remember, what makes this really bad is that these are our funds. This is our money. This is taxpayer funded stuff that they're using to conduct these tests and basically trying to pass this off as just being some random uh, thing that they don't want us to really look at. They don't want us to know about this. Now, 
what's crazy about this story is that Peter still has yet to say a word about this. Now, Peter, for years, I mean, for a long time, has been railing against the USDA, all of these other organizations that were in charge of uh, slaughtering these animals that we use to for food, steak and chicken and things like that to make sure that every animal was uh, held in as much of a a, a kind of a comfortable place as possible were killed in, in the most humane way possible. I mean, everybody had to redo the way that they were killing animals because of the way that what PETA was wanting and the regulations around that to make sure that the, the, the animals felt no pain. And so we had to kind of invent these new things and ways to slaughter these animals. I don't hear them saying anything about this. I mean, we're not talking about cows here. We're talking about actual puppies and for something so senseless as this, and this is what they're funding. This is what Fauci knew about, was a part of. I don't care if he tries to try to tries to separate himself from it, because of course he's going to do that. But he was a part of this. We know this because this was a part of the gain of function research that they've been grilling him about in Congress this entire time, and he's lied about all of this. Okay, he's been saying this the entire time. I have no idea about any uh, gain of function. Blah 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 blah. It's in the reports. It really doesn't even matter whether he admits to it or not. It's right here uh, talking about the fact that he was a part of this. Okay, He was the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. So as the director, I would assume that he would know about what was going on or would have approved them to do these tests on these puppies at some point. And yet in May of 2021, his testimony to the Senate committee uh, where they were talking about the gain-of-function research, he said uh, that he has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology or any of the other things that they brought up. A complete lie. We know it's a lie. Like I said, we have the reports that are right there. But what you're seeing right now is that people are beginning to wake up. That's what the real story here is because this came out a while ago. But now people are becoming aware of it and it's trending on the top of Twitter, which makes people wonder what that is. And then they look it up and then they see, wait a minute, this guy was killing, torturing dogs how in the world are we letting this go? Like this, this isn't something that should be just where people just get off the hook for this. This is ridiculous. It's it's literally animal cruelty, and no one's gonna dig them on it because they're too busy trying to make a documentary about him. They're too busy trying to lift him up to be the patron saint of all things good about coronavirus, and that's not possible at this point. People are going to recognize what's happening. And I think it all starts with it becoming a trend on social media, as we're seeing in this particular story. Now, in another change of story here, I haven't talked much about the Dave Chappelle situation, but basically for those that don't know, Dave Chappelle has released uh, before, you know, previously several different stand-up comedian, uh, comedian acts on Netflix. And one of the big ones that came out more recently, um, he was actually talking about a bunch of different subjects, but there were a few of those particular subjects and jokes that he made that kind of triggered the angry leftists on Twitter. That's basically the gist of what happened. Now, he did this before, and this time he did it even more. The last the, the episode or the actual uh, special that he did before this most recent one was where he was talking about the alphabet people, the you know, the LGBTQ and all of that and using that to uh, kind of make light of what they're doing and to kind of uh, make jokes out of that by calling them the alphabet people. But in this one, he talked about different trans people and, and basically saying that 
they're not women <laughs> and kind of laying it out there. Uh, same thing that JK Rowling was effectively canceled for saying as well. And so you've had several people that have come to, to his defense, of course, because of this Bill Maher being one of the big ones here, uh, was talking about this and defending Dave Chappelle in this particular situation, which I'm not surprised by. Uh, but, and, and especially if you want to watch that's called the closer, uh, which is the one that's actually uh, referring to this. But Bill Maher uh, said in a statement, that's what bothers me to begin with, uh, that there is what I call one true opinion, and there isn't. There isn't just one true opinion. I'm a free speech guy. Now I'm Team Dave. But that doesn't mean I'm anti-trans. We can have two thoughts in our head at the same time. Of course, Bill Maher doesn't want to seem too on the uh, Dave Chappelle train, obviously. He doesn't want to go too far there. Uh, but he goes on and he says... Words have meaning, but not anymore. And when I ha when I hear transphobic, phobic has a meaning, fear. I'm not transphobic. I mer merely disagree with you. It's not hate. The thing that Bill Maher doesn't understand is that the leftists don't care. I mean, the, the, if you actually watch the special, and I'm not talking about the just kind of listening to what other people are saying about it, but if you watch the special yourself, you'll see that there's really nothing to be triggered about. There's nothing to be transphobic about. And and really, Dave Chappelle, every single time he ever even talks about any transphobic or transgender person, he always is saying, hey, look, I have this friend that is this way, uh, that isn't offended by this joke because they understand what comedy is. There's, there's always that part of it. But Bill Maher, it doesn't matter whether he says, well, phobic means fear. and I'm not afraid of these people. It doesn't matter. The semantics of the word are never what the left really focused on. They've always focused on the feeling of what the word just makes them feel like. That's all they care about. So to them, by you disagreeing with a trans person means that you hate them. That, that's it. They, they don't go any uh, any lighter than that. There's no degrees in between that. It's simply, if you disagree, that means you hate them. If, if you disagree, that means you're denying their existence. I've seen this. Th this stuff is on Twitter right now with them trying to defend uh, their whatever it is, their woke ideology against a comedian, a guy that tells jokes, literally jokes for a living. But you also have to think about it like this too. If you're a Christian and you've watched any comedy or comedian or just even a, a funny show or a cartoon or anything, I guarantee you over your, your lifetime, several or many times, you've seen Christianity get made fun of all the time. I mean, it, you don't have to look far to see there always being uh, something that's demonizing Christianity, even if it's in many shows and you don't realize it. Oftentimes, the evil or bad persons, the Christian person or the religious person, and in many situations, they outright just make fun of Christianity. It's the butt of many jokes. But I don't think that any of us sat there, you know, acting as if, oh my goodness, I must cancel this show. Let me call and flame online and go crazy and type all of these things up and try to cancel this show because it said something bad about Christianity or it joked about Christianity. The point is that com or comedy in general isn't meant to you know, make everybody feel great in every way possible. The point is that you need to be able to laugh at yourself and be able to laugh at others as well. And that's something that the left can't do. They can't laugh. We can't. That's the big difference. And you're seeing that firsthand when you see that the way that they're behaving in the situation with Dave Chappelle. It's absolutely ridiculous that they continue to do this. They continue to, you know, try to make him out to be the demon in this situation, but they're not going to be able to cancel this guy. He's too famous. He's done it before. And 
right now, Chappelle went from somebody that wasn't all that offensive to now being somebody that's doing it all the time. And the left doesn't know what to do with themselves. They really are entirely, uh, entirely lost on this, on this issue. So, uh, uh, Bill Maher also went on to say in this statement, uh, he said, uh, this is not an argument with two sides, but an argument with trans people who want to be alive and people who don't want us to be. And he has somewhat of a point there as well, but he also says, um, well, that's just ridiculous. Dave Chappelle does not want you to be alive. Um, you're not automatically right. If you're trans, you're completely equal. You're just not automatically right. And and I think that's really what he's getting at, is that just because you are identifying as one of these groups of people doesn't automatically mean that you are the arbiter of truth in this situation. But the left loves to do this. I mean, they did the same thing with abortion as well. I mean, when it came out of that, it was if any man said, hey, you know, I'm actually pro-life, like they would legitimately like one of their actual arguments instead of arguing the science, which, of course, is not on their side either. But instead of saying something else, what they'll say is, well, you're not a woman, so you can't speak on this issue. It's like, okay, well, let me grab this other woman here that is pro-life and bring her in here. Well, we don't care about her opinion because, you know, we, we, we just love this. We don't care. We have our opinions anyways. We're not going to change them. So they do this all the time. If you're not a part of that group, they automatically don't care what your opinion is. And if you are in that group, at least in the situation where you agree with them, they just assume they're right all the time. That they have the one opinion that must be accepted at all times. And they're not correct at all. It is absolutely insane. Definitely go watch the special if you are interested in seeing uh, some of the stuff that Chappelle was talking about. But otherwise, uh, there's plenty of clips that go on in detail about everything there. So uh, either way, worth a watch if you guys are absolutely interested in that. All right. So the ADL has a new article out talking about Halloween costumes. Now, of course, I am no fan of Halloween. I don't celebrate it. I really don't care. But 90% of it is really just kids dressing up and getting candy. That's all it is, okay? But the ADL is trying to clamp down on all of the stereotypes and other things that they look at to try to get triggered by, basically, with different uh, with these different costumes that kids would be wearing. So one of the things that they are focusing on, and this is from their article here, and they're saying that we need to be having these discussions with our uh, children, what they're calling a teachable moment, or what I will call an indoctrination moment, because that's all this really is. But the first one is why blackface is offensive and its history of racism. So now keep in mind that now they're saying why blackface is offensive. This isn't like the traditional blackface that they're referring to. Remember, they were upset. I think it was at uh, Megan Kelly because she was saying that kids that she doesn't see a problem with a kid going to the Halloween or dressing up as Moana, which isn't black at herself. She's just Hawaiian or tan or whatever it is, but she's not black. Uh, the kids weren't coloring their face a darker brown. They simply were dressing up as the store version of the character with whatever she had on. They considered that to be racist, to be basically blackface. So when they're saying that they don't really mean it in that sense, they're talking about the fact that you shouldn't be allowed to dress up as a character of uh, from a movie that doesn't align with your own race. Now, who sounds like the racist here? Really, ask yourselves that question. Who sounds like the racist here? Because to me, it's the people that are saying you can only dress up as a character 
if they align with your race. Stay segregated. Stay separate. That's what the leftist ideology is right now. It's not anything. This isn't unity. <laughs> this has nothing to do with that. So if your kid wants to dress up as Black Panther and they're not black, they will be the ones telling you that that's racist. As crazy as that is. So then they will uh, talk about the uh, the saying that why dressing like a person who is poor, hobos, bums, rednecks, depicts people from low-income households as stereotypes and, uh, and is hurtful. It's like, what? Like, what, what are the, in the world are they absolutely trying to get at with these types of things? Now, the other thing that they, of course, want to, uh, uh, like, look at besides just the, uh, the race of the person or maybe the socioeconomic status of a person is that they also want to focus on gender, which is one of the big ones as well. Now, this is where they're going to basically tell you that, oh, if your boy wants to dress up as Cinderella, you should let them do that and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just crazy. Well, they'll say it's not just for girls and boys. So this is what they're saying here. They're saying dress up. Uh, should be an opportunity for children to try on different personas and expand their horizons, okay? I love that they tried to cover this up. What they're saying is that you should allow your son to dress up in a girl's costume. That's what they're telling you right now. You should allow your girls to dress up in a boy's costume. And then it says, unfortunately, much of the marketing <clears throat> and uh, messaging around Halloween costumes ends up uh, narrowing these horizons and reinforces restrictive social norms around gender and sexual orientation. No, it doesn't. What it is is that there's marketing to people that have common sense and aren't the ADL. They know that we're not selling these products to far leftists. We're selling these products to parents that are not crazy, that still understand what a boy and a girl is. So if they go out there marketing things as a gender neutral costume that's clearly for a girl, they're going to look crazy, lose all their sales, and get pushed out of business pretty quickly. So them saying this is absolutely crazy. And, and it must trigger leftists to go through uh, through the Halloween area costume or whatever of the store to see for girls and for boys and say, oh my goodness, I can't believe that they're restricting our children to these two choices and forcing them. This is the craziness that's going on. It's almost like they, they, I mean, they really don't get it. They don't get it at all. They get triggered by all of this stuff and it really doesn't matter. The point is, is let people be normal people. Let boys be boys. Let girls be girls and stop trying to confuse all of these kids. They're, they are absolutely coming for your kids. This is just one way that they're doing it, but there's so many other ways that they try to do this because they can't leave well enough alone. So they go on to say, while costumes targeted to boys place heavy emphasis on superheroes and action figures, uh, choices like these convey the message that boys should be scary and gruesome. Many children are attracted to traditional gendered costumes. Think girls who love princesses or boys who are obsessed with action heroes. Yet, uh, when, when that is the case, it is best not to reinforce that these are the only appropriate options available. Because, of course, you must be super woke. You have to confuse your children, and that's the only way to go about doing anything in the future. And we wonder why we're seeing an uptick in the amount of children that are gay, are trans, are all of these things. A lot of the time, it's the parents that are pushing this. Not all the time, but many times it's the parents that are pushing this stuff onto their children, and everyone's looking all surprised. And with that same rate goes suicides for teenagers and young children to depression at an all-time high than, than it's ever been, and we wonder where these things are coming from. So I don't care what the ADL thinks. This is absolutely ridiculous, but do know that this is what they think. These are the things that they're looking at. This is, what they're, this is their goal. This is what they're going to try and change in the stores, too. They're going to try to make sure that you can't get 
a costume that's just labeled for a boy or whatever because they're trying to make everything confusing to, ki to kids by telling them that they can be this or be that. And when in reality, no, you just can't. It's not reality, plain and simple. But either way, once again, not a fan specifically of, of, uh, of Halloween, but it is an interesting story nonetheless. So speaking of teenagers, there's actually a new report out here talking about TikTok where apparently several uh, teenage girls are actually developing tics, like nervous tics and whatnot, from actually uh, using TikTok a lot. So this recent report revealed that a rising number of teenage girls are experiencing physical tics, a phenomenon that some doctors are saying could come from the use of social media apps like TikTok. So girls from around the world um, are arriving at doctor's offices about physical jerking movements and verbal outbursts. While uh, it's almost like Tourette's or something, it's kind of crazy. While doctors were initially confused, experts at top uh, pediatric hospitals in US, Canada, Australia, and the UK discovered that most of the girls had something in common, TikTok, which is crazy, right? I mean, this is kind of what I've been feeling would happen for a very long time. Maybe not this exact situation, but these things are absolutely affecting our young children and, and kids and teenagers, and it will soon be the adults that grow up with these issues too. So uh, one of the big things that they're talking about, this was according to a medical journal article, uh, physicians noted that girls who have been looking at videos of influencers on TikTok who claim to have Tourette syndrome, a condition of um, of the nervous system that we already know about when they kind of are jerking or making weird movements. Um, and, and this is all based off of TikTok. So tics are sudden uh, twitches, like I said, movements, uh, sounds or things like that that people do repeatedly. And the increase seemed to coincide with the pandemic, with the uh, which is obviously where people would be using more social media than it normally had been previously uh, prior to that. And they're all basically saying that it's because of TikTok. Now, why in the world would TikTok be leading to these issues? And the real reason I think that it, this is actually the case is mainly because what TikTok does is that it feeds the people that have a very, very, very short attention span. I mean, in the, in the actual application itself, you can't even upload a video longer than three minutes. And most of the time the videos are under a minute. So that tells you right now that it's, it's feeding this quick needing kind of where they basically need everything all at one time. They, they can't sit still through anything. They can't listen to any long form content because these apps are simply feeding into that. Now, this is a problem because it's obviously hurting them physically and uh, in different mental ways and whatnot, and nobody's really going to do much of anything about this. Now, if you remember a long time ago, when I think this was after Twitter had been developed, there was a, a new video platform out there that was going to specialize in short-form videos, and it was called Vine, and theirs was actually a six-minute time limit. You have TikTok with a three-minute time limit, and most of the videos are a minute. So we've gone down so far that people can't even pay attention for more than five minutes at a time. It's gotten such a, a, a big appeal that even YouTube has a new feature called YouTube Shorts, which is uh, basically shorter length videos that are, that are maxed out at one minute where they're saying, you know what? We're, we're going to allow these people that are that have these extremely short attention spans to basically flip through videos all day long. Just flip through, flip through, you know, all day long and constantly be inundated with new information and just new stuff while it's kind of flashing in front of their eyes. 
we don't want them to have to sit down for 30 minutes to see one video on one topic or something like that. And that's scary. I mean, you even look at the watch time for many videos, mine, everybody's. I mean, most videos, people are lucky to get a 50% watch time on a 10 minute video simply because people just don't care to tune in for a longer period of time. TikTok's even significantly far worse than that. And that's what we're seeing right here. So I'm not surprised that we're seeing these medical issues crop up as a result of this. It is dangerous. It is wor bothersome to me, at least, because it's only going to get worse from here. When you see social media feeding that need to just get the instant gratification, and, and I can't stand TikTok, in my own opinion, I think it's a terrible application. If you actually go to it, it to me, I wouldn't let my kids on it. It just is absolutely ridiculous what's on that app right there. And, and you really, it's almost impossible to filter that, the, the ridiculous stuff out on that app anyways. But now we're seeing literal neurological issues crop up because of social media. And I wouldn't doubt if the phones are contributing to that, if just general social media is contributing to that. There was even reports about TikTok basically uh, making, uh, along with Instagram too, making teenagers more likely to kill themselves. Why? Because they're staring at people that they think are living a better life than they are. It's all fake. Everything on TikTok's fake. Everything on Instagram is fake. It's not real life. Twitter isn't even real life. It isn't. And you have to be able to have that balance of being able to step away from these things or else you're going to have legitimate long-term repercussions as a result of that. And that's what we're seeing right here. All right. So this episode's TikTok liberal. Well, it's not really the actual TikToker themselves, but somebody did upload this on there. But it's actually from a student that was in a classroom where their teacher was actually dancing around, basically mocking being a Native American, I guess. I, I don't know. Check it out here. So if you're listening to this on the audio, you, you basically have this teacher that's literally dancing around, hopping around. At one point, she's literally on top of one of the students' desks, I kid you not, with this ridiculous fake uh, paper kind of feather hat on, uh, making these weird noises, I guess, to uh, kind of talk about the Native Americans or something, but it, it just gets ridiculous. I mean... This is insane that this is happening in a classroom right now. And of course, I've covered all of the woke stuff and the, the other liberal things that are taking place. But this one takes the cake as 
one of the craziest things I've seen in a classroom because especially from a teacher it's not just them saying some crazy liberal stuff. It's just that this is what taxpayer dollars are paying for. I, I mean, that right there is enough to kind of make you wonder what in the world is going on. So this was, like I said, posted by the student, uh, one of the students that was in the classroom. You can see the kids there just like, what is this lady doing right now? I mean, they look confused and I would be as well. Uh, so this actually took place in John W. North High School. Um, and the uh, and apparently the teacher was supposed to be teaching trigonometry. But this doesn't look like trigonometry to me. I mean, <laughs> I'm really confused at that. Uh, so she actually got put on administrative leave, which basically means they fired her. Uh, so this came from the Riverside Uni uh, Unified School District, and they released a statement saying, these behaviors are completely unacceptable and an offensive depiction of the vast and expansive uh, Native American cultures and practices. Her actions do not represent the values of our district. The Riverside Unified School District values diversity, equality, and inclusion, as does not condone behavior against these values. Now, of course, they're going to go into their woke spiel about Native American this and that. But I, I'm just once again, it, it, whether they fire her or not, what the implications of what she's doing, uh, whether they feel like she was mocking Native Americans or not, is kind of completely unimportant to me. This is just a signal to me that public schools are just going downhill every single day. It, it just gets more and more ridiculous. Why is this lady? going crazy in his classroom, hopping up on students' desks and thinking that for some reason, this is perfectly okay, that nobody in there is going to see this. I mean, the kid's clearly filming all of this stuff. I'm surprised at no point did she just stop doing what she was doing. But uh, this is a great, an another example of where we should have cameras in classrooms, where we should be able to see what it is that these teachers are doing. Because this is just one instance of somebody, a, a student that had a phone and decided to record it. But had we had a camera in those classrooms, I guarantee you there's so many things like this that are happening all the time that if, if the student didn't put it out there, that lady would still have a job, still be doing what she's doing, still acting crazy, and nobody would know anything about it. So cameras are essential here for us being able to see that these classrooms have just gotten crazy. And the teachers need to be held accountable because if they know they're being recorded, I can assure you that a lot of this craziness would cut out, especially when parents know they're on our dime at, at this point, you know, that we're paying for them and this is what they're doing. They're acting crazy. They're dancing around on students' desks. They're, they're just, I mean, this lady looks like she belongs at a mental institution. She doesn't look like a teacher to me in this video. So very, very surprising shocking video that's taking place in classrooms right there but just absolutely insane with that being said that is all i have for you on this episode i thank you for watching or listening to this one remember that if you are listening to this on apple podcast please leave a review as it does help the show out as well as you can probably still tell my voice is still recovering i'm trying to get over all of these allergies so i uh, thank you for bearing with me while i do that uh but also remember to check out 2a jerky as well for uh for sponsoring the show they really do have a great product there also but thank you for watching or listening and i'll see you on the next one